You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Musketeers After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Musketeers After Show. Hey! I think I got it. I don't know. Oh, there it is. You totally did oh, not get it. Oh, literally, and I won't even catch I'm what? sorry I broke everyone's ears, and welcome to After Buzz TV, your one and only spot for after show yelling. I'm your host, Ryan Hooks. Today we're here to talk about The Musketeers, episode nine. Hey. Night Takes Queen was everything that I hoped it would be in the title. To my yeah. left, Liz is Maui. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Kate Aquilano. Hi, guys. Looking lovely, ladies. Thank you. Glad to see ya. Night takes queen. Hmm. Mm. I wonder, wonder what's what? going to happen. What's <laughs> happening in this episode? It's a chess tournament. It's about a chess yes, tournament. Yes, it is. Oh, the, mm-hmm. oh, the yeah. king plays chess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No? No. Mm. That's not what we got in this episode? That's what I got. It was a really good It was yes. a chess match by the Cardinal, perhaps. The Cardinal is a sketchy dude. Dude. Uh, so this is probably the best episode yet. Yeah, no, this I liked was it. really good. There was a lot going on. I took like five pages of notes. Yeah. Four. Well, I had a five. smaller book. So oh, well, that sort of counts. counts. <laughs> Listen, so one more episode left of The Musketeers, what? season one. Luckily, we already know that yeah, season two is like, like... It's not sad because we it's know it's not sad back. because we know that it's going to happen. That's yeah. the benefit of getting a late start, so to speak. Thanks, BBC America, for Thanks. picking us up six months late. We're here for you. All right, let's talk about this episode. So we find out at the beginning that Anna's just off in the swimming hole doing her thing. Apparently the water has fertility, fertility powers. powers. There you go. So we've, I don't know if you, we've talked about this much on the show, but I've always kind of wondered about the relationship between mm-hmm. the king and Queen Anne. Because I even thought at one point that the king was gay. <laughs> well, we talked about it during He's the episode French, that um, his mom came back uh-huh. and they were trying to like switch out the air with the baby, all that jazz. But it was interesting to this episode because you got to see a lot more of the dynamic of them and realize that you know she isn't able to get pregnant and that's why she goes to these waters that are supposedly have fertility power for years. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, so. But that's okay because apparently Charlotte Mellendorf is in town. Charlotte is <sighs> a little flirt. That chick. So Charlotte Hope plays Charlotte Mellendorf. Very nice. Yeah, that's easy to remember, right? Thanks for coming out and hanging out with us. <laughs> All right, so definitely loves the king. Who doesn't love the king? Oh, she loves the king a little too much. This week, the king, I think, was a little different than normal. He Mm -hmm. wasn't his same usual, goofy, funny self, because there was a little seriousness when he was drunk. He he did change a little bit, and he was wishing that his wife was more like Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, because well, they don't really have that connection, like he was saying. That's why he was all, like, upset and everything. He likes the attention that he's getting from this woman because he doesn't get that type of attention from his wife. Because she's not flirty and she fun and doesn't like outdoor she's things. She's not really in love with him. Um, put Charlotte with the king for six years, and I think she would not be so be flirty. the same. Yeah. yeah I, think, over... I think six years is stretching it, too. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and just start this out and jump way ahead. Do it. Because this is, I guess, relevant to the relationship that they have. So we find out that the queen 
was pregnant six years ago yes. and mm-hmm. lost the baby. Do you think as a woman, because I'm not a woman and I can't really answer this the same way. No, I'm I'm not. I wear pink, but I'm not a woman. That that has something and an effect on their relationship. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's also the pain of like having that and being really happy with the child. And then like you you don't want to put yourself in the same situation and you're afraid to lose a child again. Like it could be. So it's an emotional detachment. Yeah. So do you think that's then limited the amount of times that they've been trying in the last six years? Probably. Maybe. Uh, Probably a lot, I would think. Probably. That's why the king is going both ways. (laughs) I mean, he's not really. I'm just saying that I think that's still. (laughs) I'm just putting that out there as an option. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. No? No. Okay. It's not happening yet. It's not happening. There's season two still to come. Yeah. Whoa. They they do mention that, like, well, he mentions that she recoils at his touch. So it's, I think it's a mixture of she's not in love with him, but she was trying to fulfill her duties as a queen by getting pregnant. And then obviously you're going to love your baby because it's your baby regardless of who it's with. You don't have to love the king anymore. Yeah, right. But again, you know, it's that loss and everything. So it's putting herself in that situation to set up for that heartbreak again. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know. It affects you. But I really wonder, like, because we don't know where it was like back when they first got married. I wonder if she ever did really have feelings for him and then realized he's kind of a... Kind of weird. Yeah. Like kind a child. Of a, kind of a child. He's a child. Yeah, can't kind do of so a let me ask this then. Would you have a baby with the king? No. Mm. <laughs> what? No, I, can no. I give him uh, a haircut? I can't answer this question. That's a no. Can I give him a haircut and gag him? You can do anything you want. <laughs> Listen, this is the 1700s. You can do anything you right. want. Well. There's chains and all kinds of fun stuff you can oh, get into. Oh, snap. I just went there. You did. I apologize Normally to our younger viewers. Normally, that's my job. Aren't I the one that opened? You know what? I'm trying to carry the ball and chain around. Boom, boom. I need my own room shot, too. All right. So we find out a secret plot that's going to happen. Not really secret. That Milady is going to help with this dilemma. Milady. And she hires a good friend, Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Who is um, apparently a mercenary? He's an assassin. He's an assassin, but he also is a former soldier. Yes, it's a deadly combination. So uh, I'm going to butcher this, and I apologize. My Scottish is terrible. Lachlan O'Meran. That's who plays him. Sounds- That's who plays Gallagher. That sounded legit. I mean, yeah, it did. It's Lachlan O'Meran. French. If it's wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> He did. A, I liked him in this role. I mean, that's how you spell it right there. Yeah. With my scribbled handwriting that you can't okay. read, and but I'm like, showing people notes. He was so like, he just needed to look role. at you, and you were like, "Whoa, this yeah. guy is serious." Because he really didn't talk all that. Uh, much. He had a great role. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Very in order, in order commanding. to por- portray that kind of commandment, like she said, he didn't really talk he just that much. Looks at you, but like, that takes a lot of good skills with acting to, yeah. you know, still get that character just, across. Just right. have that good stare, that good mm. stare down. Yeah. yeah, that's talent. Yeah. Luckily, he wasn't in a stare down with Aramis because he would have lost. Mm. Because nobody can keep their clothes on with a stare down for Aramis. <laughs> no one. Well, that's like a different type of stare <laughs> those down. Those eyes. Yeah. Uh huh. You can't. Kid Aquilano, those eyes. I didn't. Mm, I didn't say anything. <laughs> All right. So let's move on because we are back at the Musketeers camp with the Queen, and a shot is fired as the Musketeers are hanging her out, and they're finally just getting bored because they've been there for so yeah. long, and. There was a servant girl that got killed while wearing the so queen's sad. robe. So sad. Sorry. Was it Caroline? Her name is Caroline. Caroline. Poor Caroline. Caroline. I'm sure she was mighty fine. They go to find out Gallagher has a whole army of people. I know. Yeah, that was like, it's like, oh, it's not just you. Okay. Time Maybe we bounce. should run. Yeah. Of course, the queen jumps on Aramis's horse. Yes. I, I said that. Is she on I Aramis's mean, horse? Like, right away, and then she was on it. Of course. Yeah. All right. Uh, Count Mellendorf is now talking with the cardinal. This is I. The plot has already in motion at this point, oh, but yeah. I, this is like an extraneous moment for me. 
where Roger Ringros, who plays Count Melendorf, is having a conversation. He's not opposed to a French relationship of any kind. <laughs> he does have enough money to fund the armies and build the boats. Yeah. And, and his a, daughter. His ambition. He likes Charlotte the most. This. Mm. So she, he needs a good husband for her. As in the king. As in the king. Do you, I mean, as a father, do you, do you marry to the king? I mean, you could do better. Yeah. Than the king? I mean, the king is a person, not the king is a title. We're just talking about, like, the titles and, like, what's better off in in the long run for having, like, a good life, I guess, money-wise. You go with the king. The king. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. So, my favorite scene in this episode. No, wait. Strike that. Second favorite? Second favorite scene in this episode. <laughs> I know your first You know where I'm going with that one. Everyone knows because it's pretty obvious. Uh, was when when they're all outdoors doing their thing. Aramis is catching fish and she's like, well, maybe I could help. Oh, yeah. The queen is like, uh, yeah, I, I, could, I could do something. She's like, can you get a fish? She's no. like, no. Could you get the firewood? No. I could maybe cook. And they're like charred. <laughs> it's black. Black. They weren't even like, you couldn't even tell they were fish. She's Barely. like, can you believe this is the first time I've ever cooked? No. no not at not. all. That Delicious. Like, that's a typical man answer. Mm. That's so funny. Oh, no. And as D'Artagnan's dumping his food behind his back, he's like, oh, no. And, and they're like, all like, seconds? I'm like, full. No, I'm, I'm good. Full. so full. <laughs> cute. I, of course, she didn't eat any. Yeah. Like, I feel like you, you make people eat their terrible cooking, and they realize that they're terrible at cooking. Yeah. No, she didn't eat any. Oh, of course not. She's a dainty little thing. Yeah. Oh, Queen Anne. Mm, I'm, glad mm. she, I'm glad that Queen Anne got... An episode. Yeah. I do. I like that. Alexander Darling, congratulations. Because we feel like we see you all the time. Mm -hmm. She only has like one or two lines in each episode. But her lines are key, though. I know. She's got little moments. But at least, I mean, she got, this is her her moment. Oh, for sure. I mean, this wasn't her moment yet. Her moment is coming. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I'm going to keep going there all the time until we (laughs) get to the point. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> All right. So they're still on the run because they're being chased down. They find a convent and they go in and hold up. They shut the doors even against the nuns' protests. Yep. But these the doors nuns are, are these awesome. nuns are crazy. Yeah. I I loved the nuns. I the think nuns they were are the main nun. Oh yes, the mother superior. Amazing. Yeah. Gabrielle Reddy was just Donkey <laughs> Kong on a ledge. I oh, love okay. she like, has the axe and like. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, let's just go right there, because okay. as, as they're held up in the comments, I would just like to say that I said the Donkey Kong reference. I, I get credit for that. You, credit for Donkey Kong reference. I do. Because Mother Superior is on top of the tower, throwing firebombs, throwing beehives, beehive. chopping it down ladders. Like a barrel. It's amazing. <laughs> I just waited for her to, like, pound her chest. Yeah. When, and she's the whole time, she's like, you know, this is my convent, and I'm going to defend it. I'm going to yeah. protect this place. Because she has guns for two things. <laughs> killing rabbits and Protestants. Yeah. But just, I love, I love the whole thing about it, though, because, like, I mean, obviously, they're dedicated to stay behind and, like, protect their fort and yeah. everything. Oh, yeah, and they're like, you guys are free to leave, but none of them leave. But then, as soon as the freaking Virgin Mary statue gets shot, they're like, oh, hell no! Like, and that's it's on. Like, it's on. on, and I'm going to protect this place. <laughs> it was great. No, they had a great little inter- integral mm-hmm. part throughout this, helping yeah. them defend yeah. and helping them protect the queen. I don't know. It's it. It's, it. Yeah. it's, it's on. It. All right, awesome. so... We get this little part with Gallagher, and we find out that he was a soldier, and him and Athos are, like, having a, a showdown. I never get showdowns. I'm like, you have the opportunity to shoot They're right now. They're outside measuring just yeah. to see who's bigger. Plot point. Plot point. <laughs> it, well, it's it's great, though, because it comes. they bring it back, and mm-hmm. I love when they have these plot points that they threaten each other, and somebody actually goes through with them. Right. With their threats. Instead of just like, oh, well, I'm cooler than you, and blah, blah. It doesn't happen. 
All right. So the queen, of course, is staying with Aramis throughout this entire point, even even when she volunteers to stay in the room. Mm-hmm. So, all right. And then the nuns are also booze peddlers here. <laughs> I know. Look at them with their still. And we we meet Isabel. Isabel. This is like a sad, well, sad story part. When she was in the beginning, is the, they just went into the convent and they were like going to go get the liquor downstairs she's like i'll go with aramis i'm like how does she know his name yeah and i was like wait something is happening here yeah exactly he kind of like double takes too like wait how did she but then he just doesn't even think about it yeah like maybe she just overheard Overheard. they They know us because we're the musketeers yeah duh duh Duh. he doesn't know aramis but i knew there was something when she called him by his first name yeah and then the whole story about the tastes exactly like my father's recipe because it is your father you don't recognize me yeah she's now sister Sister Helen. helen Right. She, well, she's given her life to God, and this is a big plot twist because we I don't, find out a it lot. gets him emotional. You know, we yeah. find out that he was got her pregnant, basically, and then they were to was, be yeah, to marry her. They were to be married because he got her pregnant. Yeah, right. And then but they he lost was the happy. baby. Well, he f- pretended to be happy. Was he really happy? Or he claims he was. He claims he was. Well, he's been lying to himself for the last six years, or thinking supposedly. or however many years it was. That that's really what he was looking for in his whole life, and yeah, she was the only one that could make him happy. When she uh, she saves his life, yes. Can we just say that because in the scene where they come in and she stabs that guy and takes the bullet, so awesome. If, I mean, the stabbing I the guy that nothing. though. If I she wouldn't it, have gotten yeah. shot, he would have shot Aramis, and Aramis probably would have died. Mm-hmm. Yes. So pretty much, Isabel took the bullet that s- yeah. saved everyone because now Aramis is there to save the queen. Mm-hmm. Like that was a pin. Pinnacle, integral yeah, part, integral. and it was so nice. It was so touching. She's such a selfless person. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way she said that, I you know, well, I guess we'll get into it later. But you know, yeah, when no, she when she says to him about how I, you're kidding yourself. Like we weren't happy. If we were together, we would have been miserable. And you have the life you're supposed to have now, and I have the life that I'm supposed to have. And you know, I did it. I did it for for us. Like mm-hmm. I did it to make you happy. Yeah. And and then at the very end when she said, I hope we meet again, we'll meet again together in heaven, but I hope it's not too soon. Like she's always been kind of like looking out for him. She obviously greatly cared about him. Right. And she, uh, Aramis thought like her father put her there. Yeah. yeah. Like and the hid time, him. The whole time. Hid, hid her from him. But she tells him it was my choice because I thought this is best for us. Yeah. Out of kindness. I yeah. did it. Yeah. That was the word. I did it she out of kindness. did it out of kindness. Yeah. So sad. sad. So back to Paris. <laughs> yeah, Let's, I don't like talking about this girly stuff and people being sad. It's and really pink sad. shirt. Listen, the reason I wear a pink shirt is so that I can do things like Aramis does. No one can do things like Aramis yeah, no, can. No. Okay. Um, so <laughs> D'Artagnan and Porthos make it back to Paris yes. mm-hmm. to go find Treville and all the other musketeers who are gone after they found that letter thing oh. off those two guys that they shot. Yeah, they find this note, a promissory note for money. And this is only goes to further our point that there are only Where four are musketeers. All the musketeers, yeah. The whole other, however many musketeers are out with the king hunting. Yeah, really. There's, That's your whole like. If it's an army garrison of musketeers, yeah. Only the four can do what a hundred other soldiers can do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. We need more musketeers. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, apparently you have to impress the king to become a musketeer. Maybe but there's like hundreds of red guards. Yeah, Hell, they're always like everybody. turning all the corners. There's just red guards everywhere. Where are the musketeers? <laughs> we see them. There's a whole show about all four of them. <laughs> all four. All four. Yeah. Whole four. And we can say four now because D'Artagnan is yeah. officially a musketeer. Yeah. And there's a couple more that were hunting yeah. with the king. Uh, but I think there should be like 
20 15, more. 15, 20? Yeah. 20 more. Well, remember, there used to be a lot, and then they all died in one episode with... Uh, well, that, oh, was, that was a while ago, though. Yeah, I know, but maybe they're just still heartbroken they're still, about it. They're still building up. Still, yeah, nobody wants to be a musketer now right. after, after 20 of them got killed. Yeah. In their sleep. In cold blood. Yeah. <laughs> that, right. that was perfect. In their sleep. In cold blood. In cold blood. Yeah. No yeah, big deal. Yeah. Do you want to be a musketeer, guys? Because you can get killed in your sleep in cold blood. Sign me up. I'm yep. in. Check it out. All right, so they are finding out information about this promissory note that they found mm-hmm. and the, the tattoo on this guy's hand. This tattoo on his wrist of a hand. Yeah. There it is. Uh, about all the information. So they go to the promissory place to find out. They tell the cardinal about what they found. Of course I, they I thought did. the cardinal was going to steal the note. So they, I thought he was going to burn it. Yeah. Like, yeah. read it and then be like, we need to destroy this. So there's yeah. no evidence. Wouldn't yeah. it have made any sense, though, to do it in front of them, though? I guess. To, like, just burn Yeah, it yeah, no. He gives it back to him. Yeah. And they go. And he's freaking out. Ugh. They go to the, the moneylender's house. He's dead. Ugh. But it does smell very nice in there. It smells like jasmine. What? Who doesn't love a good piece of jasmine on you? D'Artagnan knows something's up. Yeah. Like, he knows. He smells it. He goes after it. He, and I love that they were, like, right at the corner. She had her dagger out, like, yeah. raised up. And he's, like, stopped. And she's waiting for him to turn. And Treville's like, D'Artagnan, get over here. Come over here right now, D'Artagnan. <laughs> and she lowers the knife. But yeah. then he sees her in the mirror, like the reflection. Well, it's because she makes the break for it to get out after they realize something's up. She's getting, she's slacking. Well, yeah. they find out that the book had been... The, all the promissory notes were from Count Millendorf, mm-hmm. uh, and also that the sign was a stamp from Hugh O'Neill. It was a mark. He's a private guard of people. You know, they have private guards, basically. Mm-hmm. And that, basically, all these men are now mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Right. So we know that this is serious, because mm-hmm. they're not just regular red guards who are worthless. Who are, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I could take a red guard. Yeah. I believe that. I'll give you that one. Take them out. Okay. At least two red guards, I would say. Maybe three. Depends on which the third one was. Mm. How eh? about two regular red guards and one really drunk one? Yes. I Done. think you could do that. Done. Done. <laughs> Sign us up. Yep. All right. Um, Milady escapes, though, just in time. Of you course. know, they have the whole plot. They find out that he's behind it. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go with this next. I'm, it's important. <laughs> you take your time. I will. Okay. So, because I, I already talked about this. This is where Aramis and Isabel are having their little moment. Oh, yeah. She's been captured. Yeah. And then she gets killed after she stabs the guy. Okay, so we're here. We're here. I've been waiting for this for at least 17 minutes. Yes. I'm so happy. Aramis is sad. What do you do when someone's sad? You comfort them. You comfort them by tugging on their shirt just a little bit (laughs) near their chest so you can rub it slowly. (laughs) And you lean in just a little bit. And then he leans in just a little bit. I didn't know they were going to go as far as they were. Oh, they go. went there. Oh, they I thought they were going to have a little kiss. They were going to have a little moment. We've been waiting for at least seven episodes for this. Yeah. And yeah. what else is better than to actually have that moment happen when you're in a convent? It's perfect. True. It's the perfect. It is the perfect time to have, you know, premarital sex with a married woman. In oh a yeah, oh, Aramis yeah. is getting it. Uh-huh. Aramis. Aramis. My favorite. Do you know what my favorite scene was? What? Athos finding them. Oh, when he just uh, like walks in and sees them and then turns around. It's my favorite. And then Aramis walks out and he's like, he's like, I didn't see anything. And then he like turns back. He's like, What did you do? Why did you sleep with oh, me? You idiot! It's my favorite. Uh, that was a great moment. I we've been waiting for it and I'm so glad that it happened. I wish this. But was now a- this is gonna bring up so much trouble. No, it was great because we saw at the end when the queen is returned home. The look that she's giving to Aramis, mm-hmm. and it's like sadness that she has to be back with the king. Oh, yeah. 
So, I mean, this could really work out perfectly. The queen could go to Aramis. The king could marry Charlotte Melendorf. Yeah. But then there's yeah, that moment no. where the king... All right. You know? Yeah. Go, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. But it's I just, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going there right now. Is the queen pregnant? Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good uh, yeah. twist there. It, I know it's not a twist. It's a tr- It's going to happen. But oh, yeah. I think she... Like, the... Like you said, when they finally come back to the palace and the king sees her, I think they probably got a little busy. Mm. And she's going to be pregnant, but who's the father? Oh, we know it's Aramis. Yeah, it's definitely Aramis. For sure. And, I mean... How do you guys be so sure? I'm positive, okay? Because I don't think that she's going to sleep with him right away. I mean, I think he's going to want to. Maybe she'll do it out of obligation, but, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, she... I think she will. And she's going to have this guilt about her because she knows what she did. And, you know, at the same time, you know, him him saying at the beginning of the episode, like, I wish she was dead. It would be better off. And then when he thought she was dead, realizing, what would I do yeah, without he her? he was drunk. He didn't mean those things. Yeah. I mean, isn't there some truth behind the statements you make when you're drunk? Maybe a little. Isn't it your true inner soul coming Maybe out? Maybe a little. But May- he knows that he could never make it through a day without that woman. She always tells him what to do. He just wants a little love and affection. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Can't the guy get a little TLC? No. No. Little hugs and kisses? Little cuddle? <laughs> Cuddle's a little different from doing what you can make a baby out of, so. Yeah. I mean, it can lead to it. Yeah. Because, like they say, spooning leads to forking. Well, <laughs> well, we do know that, you know, rubbing rubbing and tugging at the chest part of a shirt leads to nakedness, so. Yeah. And know. if we were on a better network, there would have been a lot more action. Yeah. Sorry, BBC America. This is the one time that I'm disappointed with you, because I would have liked to see more. Uh, that's who all, wouldn't? That's all I'm saying. It could have been Santiago Cabrero and uh, Alexander Dowling all night long. I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at this. In my head, internally, spooning leads to fork. This spooning leads to fork. That's <laughs> great. You can use that one. You're welcome. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. My chair is sinking. Okay. <laughs> You're like slowly So they're defending down. the castle. It's fine. The musketeers are riding to save them. They don't even have a, an army, so they, they just grab whoever they could find. This is like the cook. <laughs> the stable boy. There is a, a random the stable boy. The guy with the I love it. This is, yeah. I mean, it's just whatever we can find to make this happen. And he's like, don't even worry about it because this is just the uniforms that they're going to see and they're going to be That's scared. That's intimidating mm-hmm. enough That's just to ins- have the musketeer just, like, logo on their well, And they even talked about that at the beginning because they're changing. He's like, easy, watch the uniform. And they're like, and they're it's like, too clean. God, you look so brand new. Like your mom just dressed you or something. <laughs> that was a cute moment. That was a cute little moment. There was all kinds of little good one-liners. I love I mean, it. there's always great one-liners yeah. in the show. I mean, I love the dynamic between those four. Kudos to yeah. the writing. I love it. Okay, so we, I, I'm saying she's pregnant. I want a yes or no. I, she's pregnant, Yes. Yeah, we'll go for it. Unanimous. I mean, it's unanimous. There will be a baby coming in the future. And it's going to look like Aramis. Oh, shit. It's going to look Spanish, (laughs) not French. Okay, that's it. That's settled. That makes my life easy. All right, you know what else makes my life easy? What? iTunes. Oh, my gosh. It does. So did you know on iTunes that you can rate our show? What? You can download over 100 podcasts from AfterBuzz TV all for free. No way. Yes. If you guys didn't know that, now is the time for you to know that. And that After Buzz TV is your spot for after show entertainment. We'd love if you'd give us a rating of five stars. I think that's great. You that can leave comments mean? on our YouTube or our iTunes channel. That's nifty. That Let's is see. nifty. Can, I, can they give us a rating of like 100 stars? You can tell all your friends, and if everyone rates five stars, then that could, that could add up to oh, that's true. stars. That's yeah. true. If, we, if you have 20 friends, or you and 19 friends. That's giving me too much credit. I'm just doing a little math for everyone. Okay, so 
coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a whole point where... I know. I'm not getting there yet. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, coming up soon, the show is going to be over. Oh, and so I'm going to so be sad. 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 I know. And... I feel like you're getting real deep right now. I'm... You know what? That's fine. I, w- I won't go there yet. Okay. I don't want to get that deep yet. It's too, okay. it's too soon. Okay. Because I'm not the leave, one that's getting deep in this episode. Leave your deepness for next week. No? Okay. No. All right. So back to the attack. Let's talk about that some more. I love that the nuns are in this again. And I, I love They the, were so great in this episode. She's like, he's like, what can you do? Can you load a gun? And she's, and she's like, like <laughs> she's like reciting Bible verses as she's reloading. And I'm like, you um, are amazing. That was love it. clutch. Yeah. Literally. So they, they pin themselves down in the corner. You know, they're fighting it all off. Mm-hmm. They're almost out of ammunition. Just in time for the musketeer Treville to the rescue. Fake army. Well, luckily they had you know D'Artagnan and Porthos because really that's enough. I feel like the and Treville. I mean, he has a hurt arm, but and, and we talked about this that we were so mad that before someone got hurt and they Porthos. didn't. Porthos got hurt and they didn't like reuse it the next week. At least this week, Treville is still hurt. Yeah, and somebody nice. even commented on our YouTube about that. That's going to come up later. And I was that's like, it. "That's it. There, there it is. You go. He had the injured shoulder. He could still ride. Right. He could still fight." It was good. It worked. It was it got, good because it got the we were so done. mad about all the other things when, like, Porthos didn't have his injury into the next episode and yeah. everything. From I like that. Well, over. I, yeah. Even though the show was sort of episodic in the aspect of, you know, each week is different. This was serialized, I guess. Each week is sort of like there's an action and a plot and then it, it's resolved. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that there can't be an overarching connection between the storylines. Yeah. Because I even absolutely. said that I was hoping that there would be more with Milady and why she was gone for so long. Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple episodes where she was just gone yeah, she's and you're just like gone. where what were you doing no i mean that would be something that i would like as a, an audience member just to figure out just like you i mean it doesn't even have to be a major like plot line but just like a line in there saying a one line what were you doing i was off blah 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 yeah cool i got lost man it's a good thing Paris. they invented that oxygen thing so we could smoke in space <sighs> i love that part <laughs> <laughs> one line it's fixed easy done done that's all we need in real life okay do you think that this was the worst thing the Cardinal has done to date? Oh, God, there's so many. I mean, kill. I mean, the Queen's life, he has people killed all the time. Yeah. So the Queen's life and all these other innocent people's lives, I mean, you kind of, they're the same. It's a, still a life. Yeah. The thing with this time is he almost got caught. Yeah. And that's what made it, like, kind of bigger he's than going it was. crazy. And he always seemed to have, like, a mutual respect for Milady. I think this is the first time, or at least, yeah. that he gets threatening with her. And, like, she sincerely looks like she's, you know, scared of him. That one moment when she, she grab, he grabs, grabs his, her the face. face. I was like, whoa. Yeah. So is Milady getting sloppy or the musketeers getting smarter? Both. Kame, combi. I mean, I think it's just been so long going and she's been... You know, and I'm sure that there's some trauma that she's having, having to constantly deal with with Athos all the time, yeah. or run into him, or almost run into him, and it's kind of like probably taking a toll after a while. She's just getting too close. I mean, she was in the courtroom yeah. when Athos had that like outburst. Obviously, we know her connection with Athos, and she's getting too close with D'Artagnan. I was when just you get say that. too close, you get a little sloppy. Is, yeah. is it closeness with Athos, or is it closeness with D'Artagnan that's causing the sloppiness? Um. I think it's both. Yeah. Because I feel like at this point, I think it is both as well, but I feel like it's more D'Artagnan than it is I think Athos still affects her most. Yeah, because... I I disagree. Go on, you can finish and I'll tell you why I disagree. As a woman, 
and trying to get into her set of mind frame, having this great love affair that ended horribly, they, but they were obviously very deeply in love, and mm-hmm. they ended on incredibly bad terms, and you still have that connection and those feelings, yet you have this hate and resentment, so you turn to this other guy who is giving you the affections and emotions and making you feel like this like really sexy, super awesome woman, but is. you can't forget that pain. Like, I mean, if it wasn't for that stuff happening, she'd probably she still be, be with him. Yeah. Yeah, this whole thing, with this it's life wouldn't still exist. still all from the thing that happened. But that here's happened. why I disagree. And okay. I'm not a woman, so I'm probably wrong. Thank you for constantly specifying, because I keep forgetting. I'm just going to keep reminding you that this beard is natural. Ah. It grows in on its own. I thought it was just some sort of hormonal effect. Nope. So like birth control or something. All natural. <laughs> it's all okay, why, why okay. are we wrong? So in the episode a couple weeks ago, when Milady goes to Athos in the alley, when she could have killed him very easily pins him against the wall, kisses him, and leaves him standing there mm-hmm. saying, don't follow me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't pursue me. Leave me alone. That was her controlling the situation of things that are happening with Athos. Mm-hmm. However, every time she's in a situation where D'Artagnan is around, she's not totally in control of everything that's going on. She was hiding behind the door. She's just yeah. getting the door shut in her face last week when she offered D'Artagnan a ride, even though she gave him that money. Mm-hmm. There are things about D'Artagnan and his personality that are stronger than Athos. Because Athos, I think, is a more submissive personality. You know, he's more a soldier. He's, he's more, more broken. Well, no, no, no. It's a soldier's mentality of someone who is used to getting orders, who's used to doing what they're told, yes. who's used to following certain ways, not asking, exactly, not asking questions. D'Artagnan isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a little more wild, a little more reckless, a little more emotional. But she hasn't been able to fully crack that. And I think that's where, well, that's again, where the attraction comes the from. Risk. Yeah. But again, she's only with D'Artagnan because of the thing with Athos. So it still stems from Athos. Yeah. It, she still she might Maybe. not be able to control him the way she controls Athos. Mm-hmm. Let's just agree that you're wrong and I'm right. We'll move on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys are right in your own right. Yay. I mean, it's not the same as my right, but... <laughs> Whatever. Hey, listen, I'm sitting on this side of the table and you're sitting on that side of the table. By so what default, does that mean? That means we're moving on. I'm just going to let it go because I'm smarter than that. Sorry, I tried to hit him. You can't even hit me. You can't even reach me. If you're watching on video, you can see them trying to hit me. If you're not, we're sorry. They're trying to hit we me. We didn't try that hard. I mean, I if know. I really wanted to, I would hit him. Yeah. Okay. So after the help arrives, Athos goes after Gallagher because he's the only one left, essentially, yeah. while Aramis stays with the queen, of course. Threatens him and sa- you know, says, you know, if you promise to tell us what happened, we won't kill you. You won't get hung. Mm-hmm. There's a standoff again. He goes for his gun. You know what's going to happen. Yep. But... Do you think this was a redeeming quality for Gallagher that he mentions to the queen, or I'm sorry, not the queen, to the, the mother superior, yeah. that there's money to help pay for the damage done to the convent in his bag? No, I think it was a plot point to show Milady's involvement. Right. Well, we know yeah. that we know that that's the thing, but he didn't have I mean, to give that information to. It was hardly any money. I know. That's not the point. The point is the gesture of saying, yes. hey, sure. go to my saddlebag. There's money for you. It doesn't matter if it's a penny or a sure. million dollars. The fact is they found this box in his saddlebag that had some money, That's and it wild. had the jasmine piece stuck in it. Athos knows what that means. And Athos immediately knew what it was. Or wait, no, I think it was the baby's breath, right? That The symbol that he has in the necklace. It wasn't Jasmine. It was the baby's breath. That's how he yeah, signified it. Yeah, with him. I don't, I don't Whatever. Know. But he said <laughs> I'm not a botanist. Flower. He's the signature of the woman who works for the cardinal. Yes. A lady. Because yes. he knows it's Milady's box, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. And 
So this is gearing up for the finale. It's gearing up for a hardcore finale. Okay, so with the the box being found, this only proves that the Cardinal is really the one behind all this Mm -hmm. because he knows that she works for the Cardinal. And they have evidence, but it's not enough. Even though the Cardinal goes to uh, Melendorf and says... You know, we could save your daughter. I even wrote my notes. Could save your daughter if dot, dot, dot. Yep. And he signed a confession saying you did what you didn't do. Exactly. This wraps up all the loose ends for the Cardinals. Because if he confesses and is killed, there's no one to say otherwise. Regardless of the evidence that they have. Yep. Such a bad man. Cardinal's awesome. Yeah. Such a bad man. It's actually kind of almost weird and sad. Because, you know, since Peter Capaldi is not going to be in Mm -hmm. season two due to his Doctor Who involvement. That we're going to have to see if we like the things that the new Cardinal is doing mm-hmm. to make up, you know. Is the, car- the new Cardinal going to be just as sketchy as Is he? Cardinal? Well, I mean, uh, writing-wise, he will be. But will we feel the same way about the sketchiness because it could be portrayed different? Yeah. Think about Harry Potter when they changed Dumbledores. Yeah. I think the Michael Gambon, who played the second Dumbledore, put off a lot more stern and fierce mm-hmm. Dumbledore than Richard Harris, who played the first Dumbledore, because yeah. he was more soft-spoken and yeah. more fragile you know, likable. Kind of yeah, a little fragile and likable. And I think that it actually worked really well for Harry Potter because it, as the episodes got more serious, he became more threatening and more serious, and we like respected that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I felt like Richard Harris would have pulled that off, seeing how it was done by Michael yeah. Gambone. Yeah. So we'll have to see if the new Cardinal yeah, it'll be interesting. pulls the same thing off, or maybe even better... Than what Peter Capaldi's doing. Right. Absolutely. We'll see. I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. I love Athos' little threat at the end. Yeah. Like, he basically telling him, I know. I oh, yeah, know. Yeah. And whoever, I'm going to find the woman and whoever she oh, works for. Oh, and who she's working for. Yeah. It's a good little, yeah. good little beat. That's okay. The king's happy. Everything's back to normal. Yep. Athos is on the prowl. We've got stuff coming up next week. And I think it's time we should talk about some predictions here at After Buzz TV. <laughs> I wish we had flashy lights in here. I'm sorry. All right. We saw in the previews for next week that there is some stuff going down. That we we finally get the fact that Athos and D'Artagnan know it's the same person. Yes. Finally. Finally. It's so frustrating. I wish there was more drama sooner because it looked like there was some fight stuff going to happen. And it finds like D'Artagnan knows what happened and with the killing and yeah. Well, I mean, and then it almost seems like D'Artagnan takes uh, Milady's side. side, And he did from the beginning because he's like, whoever, remember back to episode one, the scar, the scar, whoever did this to you, I'll kill him. Yeah. And she may hold him to that, which we've talked about in her plot. So what is happening next week on AfterBuzz TV's prediction section of The Musketeers, episode 10? Kate oh Aquilana. Well, I mean, it's kind of, we just said it. Like, yeah. That's all going to happen. Okay. The, the Cardinal Clearly they showed it in the previews. hopefully is going to be revealed to be the person who he is. Because, mm-hmm. like we said, he's D'Artagnan not coming back. might get a hat. Ooh. Maybe. D'Artagnan's getting a hat. Yeah. I said that last week. So it's the whole mal- the, the triangle between Milady, D'Artagnan, Athos discovering who the cardinal is, what happens with him. Maybe something with the queen and the king goes mm-hmm. down. Yeah, they got to hook up so that yeah. we can find out she's pregnant. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, listen, so does the hat come from Milady for D'Artagnan? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a truce from Athos. When Athos they, gives him his hat when they, when they reconcile up, the ends. When they make up and Aww. Athos gives him a hat. Yay. That's a good call. That, yes. would, that would be great. I like that. I like that, too. I hope that happens. Oh, All right, Liz? Got anything else? No, that's basically it. Like, everything has been discussed, and I'm just super excited about it. 
Because it's going to wrap, I'm assuming the whole season will wrap up in a tight little bow for everything that's happened in the arc. Maybe leave a little bit of suspension. Yeah, I think the, the oh, they knew that they were going to. I think Milady's going to get away. Yeah, and oh yeah, she'll still have the threat of her for next season. So do you yes. think that means if the cardinal is revealed that he's maybe sort of like I was talking about with Peter Capaldi, sort of slowly written out in the aspect of they just don't feature him as much maybe. because really he's the villain. I mean, in big picture, I think Milady just goes to work for the new cardinal. Well, I know that it's the same cardinal. It's not like yeah, a new person. Yeah, but yeah, but perhaps that. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at anything in season two because I don't really want to know. Yeah. I didn't want to like find out anything Spoilers. about who was working on what. I didn't look at IMDb at all. But I, I wonder if maybe they wean the roll down a little bit or they change some stuff with it. Maybe like it kind of like involvement, goes, his involvement down goes down and then, you know, eventually. I mean, maybe they increase his involvement and we just like him even more. Yeah. It's hard to say. We'll, we'll see. see. I guess we're going to find out everything we need to know next week on AfterBuzz TV's finale episode of season one of The Musketeers. Hey, Liz, hey. where can the viewers find out more information about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. You can also find me on other panels on Sundays, such as Sword Art Online and also uh, The Legend of Korra. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kaquilano. That's A Q U I L L A N O. You can find me on Wednesdays on the Young and Hungry panel here at Afterbuzz. And next week I'm on vacation, so no, so I won't be here. So thanks for a great season, and you guys. See you in season two. Yeah. And as always, you can find me at Ryan Hooks ninety two on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, social media. I don't everything. Know, I'm everywhere. You can find me. I'm there. YouTube, iTunes, whatever. Guys, thank you for tuning in tonight. We will be back next week for the finale. We'll see you then. After Buzz TV, we're out. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.